0: Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. And how are you, everyone at home? It's so great that you are listening slash watching slash just being a part of our podcast, which we love to do.
1: I talked to somebody the other day, and they said that they've always listened to the podcast, but they watched it for the first time. And what did
0: they think? They enjoy listening to the podcast. (laughs) It's kind of disappointing. No, they actually, they didn't say that. Yeah. No, no yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I got to uh, meet a lot of uh, fans of the show for graduation weekend, uh, which was just such a great weekend. I mean, A, we'd like to thank all you listeners. Amen. You, you know, last week, Father Dave asked you to stop what you were doing, pray for good weather. Your prayers were answered Actually, somebody abundantly. emailed me and
1: said they literally did that. I so appreciate it. Yeah. The weather could
0: not have been... More perfect, credit I, I agree. I mean, it was like 60s, which is really good when you have to wear like a I mean, long flowing the sun, gown. And you're
1: in the sun. You're in the sun. And Welcome uh, to my world as far as a long flowing gown. Yeah, yeah, seriously. All the time.
0: Is that like a wicking habit? Do they have those no, things? No, they don't. Is Nike does not
1: make our habit. Like, yeah, that um, <laughs> dry try. fit, dry yeah, fit. No, right, it does right, not. Right. That's, all, that's not a bad marketing idea.
0: Now, wasn't isn't there a thing? I remember no. Father Mike doing this. Mm-hmm. He wore... A white habit for a bit because apparently the TOR missions in South in America, Brazil. in mm-hmm. Brazil, mm-hmm. South America, mm-hmm. wear a white habit. They do probably just to survive.
1: Right? I think so. I think so.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't have. I don't have one
1: of them. Yeah. Yep.
0: It was kind of like the fashionable thing for. A totally bit. was. He would walk. Do you remember around that? Say, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he looked like a Dominican. That. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: Anyway, can I just say? Okay, so we had the graduation, which was spectacular. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But okay. when you're on the stage, you notice things. Yes. Yeah, I noticed you were pretty impressed with your socks. What? Did you have soccer socks on? I had. Because you were
0: talking to the person next to you about your socks. Oh, it was Captain America socks. (laughs) Okay. And that's also because I was also paying attention to the Chelsea game. Okay. And they lost, which was sad. And one of the... Players on Chelsea, which is an English football team, is Christian Pulisic, who's actually from From Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is awesome. And he's he's lovingly known as Captain America. So I'm sitting next to William Newton, who's from England and an Arsenal fan. And uh, he said, Oh, is your Captain America playing? And I went, Actually, I got his socks right here. And I showed him my Captain America. In the middle America of graduation. Socks. And you thought I didn't notice. It was a long ceremony. There was a long It lot was an hour do. and a
1: half. It, it was, was the shortest only? ceremony ever. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think we're probably the only university in the world that our baccalaureate mass is
0: longer than our graduation. That's true. But boy, that baccalaureate mass was wonderful. Archbishop oh, Warda. Uh, what an amazing homily. I know you've shared with him on uh, the podcast before. He's uh, the Archbishop of Erbil in Iraq, and uh, what a gift. His homily was just profound. It's just amazing. The I mean, the faith with
1: which he enters the ministry that that is called his bishop, but I, I shared actually a little bit today about that, that his desire to heal, and I mean, to heal a nation that for centuries has been fighting and divided. Yeah. And and he says the way to do it is through brotherhood. Yeah. Is that we're brothers. We're all brothers. We're all brothers and sisters. And, yeah, and this is just, a
0: country of my, minority yeah, of, exactly, of Christians exactly, exactly. and Catholics, I imagine. I don't it was know if, so cool yeah. that he
1: was talking. He said, obviously, the Catholics were were inspired by having the Pope come. But he said it wasn't just that. It was the whole country. And again, remembering what's taken place in the Iraq over the last, he said, for five days, the whole country worked together to make something happen, and what was that t- working together to bring the head of the Catholic Church, the Pope, <laughs> to Iraq? Right. And it was just so moving. Again, I, I mentioned last earlier in a podcast that I was just so proud to be Catholic, but to be able to have him here, meet our students. We now have a, one of our students are, is in Iraq right now. I liked how he kept plugging. Many of you will graduate yeah, and, yeah, come and come to Iraq. Iraq.
0: They need teachers, and, <laughs> yeah? and and
1: and bless God. So that's great.
0: I, that great. You know, he said something that. I think I forget. I know I forget because it was like, oh, that's right. He said that Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's just being in the United States, but it's just kind of easy to forget that sometimes. I mean, we get persecuted like in the media, yeah, sure. you know, and, and you know, but like dying, you know, there are, there are many who – Ten years ago, one
1: point one million Christians in Iraq. Now there's less than three hundred thousand. Now, granted, not all of them were killed, but Some many of, of them went, just left because. Yeah, many but of many them, them left. were. Yeah.
0: Right, and you've spent time in China uh, with have. with persecuted Christians and Catholics. It's uh, yeah, just we are so blessed. Yeah,
1: we really are. We really are. So yeah. it was a great graduation. Couldn't. Couldn't have been happier. Uh, I had a wedding the next day because <laughs> why not throw that in the middle of a exactly. busy weekend, right?
0: A wedding on a Sunday.
1: Yeah. It was really, really beautiful. It was a couple that, you know, they, they loved the Lord and they weren't that concerned about having their own, quote unquote, special day or special time. It was a regular Ascension Sunday Mass. Nice. Regular readings. Yeah. Their parents stood up next to them. Oh, wow. No bridal party. No bridal party. It was honestly, Bob. It, I mean, it was just really, really beautiful. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. that is actually Yeah, their incredible. mom and dad stand stand for them.
0: Yeah. So yeah. They, I guess, so you don't need a best man or- Nope, nope, not or, at all.
1: That's just a mm-hmm. thing. It's just a lot of money.
0: <laughs> that's sweet it is a lot that, of money. that came
1: from a celibate you know <laughs> i'm sure there's some wonderful beautiful things to that but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah there are some wonderful things sure. about it i'm sure it's sure not there. just a money grab. i, I, wish, I t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> wish i would take that one back but sometimes you put it out there so. and there it is yeah. and, and there but it, it was is. it was a beautiful beautiful wedding yeah, yeah. so the
0: summer's starting that's right. What do you most look forward to for the summer? Well, the summer conferences. Yeah, that's hand, awesome. Hands down. Uh, I'm also excited to uh, go up to New Hampshire. My uh, my mom has a place up in New Hampshire. Uh, we have for the past 15 years spent a lot of time in the summer up in New Hampshire. There's a wonderful Catholic camp. There's a boys camp called Camp Fatima and a girls camp called Camp Bernadette. Nice. And um, our kids. Is it Catholic? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell, right? Um, and uh, it's orthodox. Yeah. And um, yeah, just the memories the kids have had up there. Uh, and like, among not doing summer conferences last year, just not mm-hmm. going up to New Hampshire, the kids not going to camp was really tough on them. So uh, again, some of that's just a return to normalcy. You know, it's yeah, a return cool. to that. This is what summers are about. You know, it's uh, all return to normalcy. Okay, two
1: things. All right, yeah. one, uh, Ohio lifts the mask mandate in one week. Woo-hoo. Hey, giddy-up, party. <laughs> okay, here's the other question. Your first summer job.
0: I don't think I ever had a summer job. What'd you do in the summer?
1: Never mind. Never mind. I
0: probably played Dungeons and Dragons. I played a lot of guitar. Hmm. I did a lot of... Um, When I was involved with Young Life, I did a lot of, you know, I'd spend a month at like a Young Life camp and stuff like that. So I I don't think I got paid for that, though. But no, I actually never – I had one – Paying job in high school and I got fired from it. I worked at a video store. Congratulations! Yeah. I don't think I rewound enough or I was goofing around too much. Mm. So, yeah. I didn't see that coming. It didn't work out so well. I was I was devastated when I got fired. Yeah, only because you couldn't get free videos. Uh, that might be the case. But it hurt, you know. To, First
1: summer job, I was actually coaching Little League Baseball. Oh, really? Yep. I think I got, honestly, I think I got 20 bucks a week and coached Little League. I was probably 12. Yeah. I worked, it was always, actually I enjoyed it, but I always worked every summer with the Parks and Rec and coach baseball.
0: Okay. And that was kind of a constant thing until you went to college?
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. I kind of moved up and, Responsibilities and ended up running the program my last year. Program. How young are
0: little leaguers? Uh, six years old. Oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Seriously, <laughs> coaching six year
0: olds about right. baseball is an absolute. Did blast. you have to keep telling them there's no crying in baseball? I bet there yes, was crying yes, in baseball. Yes, yes. There when was crying in baseball.
1: And the other is the other is it was kind of this like area that had horses and cows and and they would often be more interested in what the horses and cows <laughs> right. were doing than actually baseball. But it was a blast.
0: Did I tell you I played little league?
1: Um, yes, but remind me. I played little league for like one year.
0: Uh, maybe You're it was two a years. Whole season? Okay. No, no, it was a whole season. I remember we lost every game, and I was crying at the end of the season. And my I mom, my mom remembers this more than I do. I guess she was trying to say well you know sometimes people win and sometimes people lose and in my tears i not said the world why player. do i always <laughs> have to lose <laughs> like everything i do i lose so i don't think we stuck through yeah, bob, why don't we just take league. a
1: moment and pray for your
0: healing that maybe this is my baseball yeah, this is,
1: that's, it, that's it, totally is. this is it this is the this trigger is <laughs> that's right
0: you're a good person bob amen all right i just need to, i just need to go out there and win a baseball I'm not, not very good at baseball but yeah you're a good that's person. That's, a, that's a true statement
1: all righty. Well, we've got a promo, right? Yeah, and and you I'm get supposed to, do to it. read this before we go on any further. Oh, I want to give in— good because I wanted to talk more about baseball. Okay, but let's not hold on to that <laughs> thought. Before we go any further, I want to give an amen and an hallelujah shout out to the 14 members of the Franciscan University's first ever class of school, spiritual direction. Some kind of cheering thing.
0: Okay, wait a second. Some kind of cheering thing. I wasn't ready. Some kind of cheering thing. Okay, hold on. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again.
1: The 14 graduates of our school of spiritual direction. (laughs) Yay. All right, that's good.
0: Spiritual direction. direction. Spiritual direction.
1: They recently completed three years of training and are now certified to walk alongside people and help them grow closer to Christ through spiritual direction. Honestly, I'm going to go off script here. This is, I think, one of the great blessings of the last couple of years at Franciscan University. Mm. And and having been a priest for 25 years and deal with so many people that need spiritual direction, and and I, as a priest, can do some of that, but can't do all of it. And, And to have... A lay men and women step up and realize that they also can help lead other people in the spiritual life it's not just a priest or not just a deacon or not just a religious right. I think this is just a great program so there's a need for trained spiritual directors in the church and we're doing that here at Franciscan University. That's amazing right, Am I supposed to say something more about it? Oh I don't think so If you want to find out more information oh. just go to franciscan.edu slash ssd
0: That's franciscan.edu ssd How'd I do? You listen to the crowds. That's amazing. Father
1: Dave, I'm really Father good at this. Dave. Okay, so I want to talk for a moment about our graduation again. Okay, so we had our our graduation speaker. And we, did we talk last time about? Do you remember who your graduation speaker was? Yes, we did. Okay, and nobody remembers. Right. Okay, I think people are going to remember. Maybe maybe not exactly who said it, but they're gonna remember some of the things that were said at this. It was one of the it was amazing. best graduation speeches I've ever g I have ever i have ever heard. Yeah. Um it was uh, Eugene Scalia, who is or was the Secretary of Labor under Trump. He worked in the Bush administration as well. And it's obviously Supreme Court Justice's son, Antonio Scalia's son. Yeah. And one of the things that he talked about that I just thought was so good, we used the word well. A lot of people use the word privilege in the world today. And it's like, oh, you're so privileged. And the, you may, they use it in a negative way. You know, you're privileged. Yeah, and because of that, right, right, exactly. You're privileged. So because of that, you don't have anything to say this. You're privileged. So you, because of that, you don't understand. You're privileged. And he said, he goes, don't allow that to be used in a form of shaming or embarrassing. And he just called it out. That was so good. Yeah. He said to our graduates, you are privileged. And then he went through this big list of how they're privileged. They're privileged of their faith. They're privileged to live in this country. They're li- privileged to live in this country at this time. They're privileged to go to college. They're privileged to graduate from college. They're pri- And he goes through this thing. He says, now, because of your privilege, there are responsibilities. Yeah. I just thought it was just, and then he goes through the list. It was just so good. With
0: great privilege comes great responsibility. Thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah. I kind of tweaked it a little bit for the moment, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. That's, that's exactly Wayne, right? Um, the, uh, I can't even think now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's all right. The, uh, thing when, when he first said that statement, you are all privileged. Yeah. You immediately, I, I, first there was thought, almost
1: this like gasp. Yeah, this like, like, Oh dude, no, maybe we don't, didn't want to hear this. Could you
0: use a different language, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was very intentional about it. And then he came back to it.
1: Well, the thing, uh, what, what I appreciated about the sense of being privileged is that he said with that, um, that we often try to use that as separate, you know, we separate ourselves from the other, but he says it's now to invite other people into that same privilege. He, right. he almost used the word as privilege and blessing. Yeah, You yeah. know, you, you've received, you've received blessing, but that's not something that you've been given just for yourself, but it's now your job as graduates to go out and, and share that privilege to you so that other people can benefit in the, in the graces and the blessings that you'd be able to receive. So there was this sense of, responsibility that they had for it that i think was just again he he thanked me afterwards and this was actually very gratifying as a president he said first off thank you so much for letting me be here but he said i could not give that talk anywhere else Hmm. he said that that's a talk that if i were to give it some other place it would not be received well other than in our kids and and even in talking to the students afterwards they they remembered that they remembered that because privilege is such a such a pregnant word right now with so much, so many meanings and, and the way he explained it, I thought was just so good. Well,
0: and that's actually what I wanted. I was struggling for that word, the blessing, you know, like making it really clear that the gifts we have in the body of Christ are meant to share. And so anybody that's given an abundance of something the idea behind that is that that gives us an opportunity to share it with somebody else. It's not about hoarding. Right. Right. And I think, exactly. and I think that's the negativity with the word privilege. The word privilege makes, it seems as though some people have, and then others are kept out because they don't have that privilege. And many times, when we talk about privilege in our culture, particularly when we talk about it in light of racism, that is the very issue, people who abuse a privilege that they have in society. And yet the idea behind the privileges that God gives us is that everything he gives is to be shared. Everything he gives is to build up the entire body of Christ. And I thought that that vision going forth, particularly for our graduates, of yeah, acknowledge the blessings, acknowledge the privilege, and do something awesome with it. Lift other people, bring up bring other with people it. into that privilege. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really the gift. And the thing he said
1: specifically, he said you are privileged not because of your race, not because of your gender, not yep. but you are privileged. And then he went through the list that I just
0: uh, I just qualified. It was really really cool. Yeah, and at the heart of it is knowing Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. The greatest he said they said you are you are he's, exactly yes. you
1: are privileged to be a Catholic Christian. Yeah. yeah. It was great.
0: Two other things he said. Oh, I want to say something else he said yeah, that yeah, go, I loved. Cool, I loved how he uh, dissed this idea that we're living in unprecedented right, that's what times. I was yeah. Too. Oh, it was so great because I actually, you know, I mean, it's almost a drinking game in society. We live in unprecedented times. Well,
1: and he said that it was his father, Justice Supreme Court Justice, who would always kind of mock that. You, every graduation speech, you live in unprecedented
0: times. <laughs> right. But you know, he just even with COVID, he's like, you know, this is better than like the Spanish flu and the bubonic plague. Right. Um, we talk about the tension in society sometimes i think we just forget i mean right political tensions right now seem crazy i remember well, when where, Bush where and we Gore started
1: where we started was the real, real quick was the crucifixion yes right he, said he started at the crucifixion that was unprecedented time that was an unprecedented time, that
0: was, right? that an unprecedented in time. Him, yeah yeah but even just going through history everybody has its own thing you know every and i think particularly with our media and society I mean, the media wants to hype up how unprecedented these times are, you know, like keep watching and keep clicking and all the things that they want to do to get viewership. Yeah, we live in difficult times. It's not so much more difficult than other things generations before had to face. I mean, whether, like I said... I remember when it was Bush and Gore, and they were, you know, the hanging Chads in Florida. Those were unprecedented times. Uh, the energy crisis, and you know, we talk about folks in the South. Thank God you're getting your gasoline back. That was weird. That was crazy. Did you see the video of the person trying to fill
1: up a grocery bag with gas? <laughs> no, I missed <laughs> oh that God. one. I missed that one. Some, oh my goodness! Anyway. But it was,
0: it was, it, you know, reminded you of the late '70s when. You know, there were cars piled up forever because... What do you remember the late I remember... I was alive in the late 70s. So were you. I was l- a lot older than you. Yes. That's a general statement. How old were you? Uh, nine. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Oh, is that all right? Okay, good. Uh, maybe seven. Anyway, the point is... Um, and there is a point. And there is a point, whether it's Vietnam, whether it's the 60s, whether it's the World War II, I mean, every generation... Has, I mean, World War II, that's a pretty big deal. That's an Um, unprecedented time. That that might be fair, except for World War I. And that was also unprecedented. So I really liked how, um, you know, I think particularly for our students and, you know, we're so wound up by what we hear on the media, which isn't to say there's not struggles, which isn't to say there aren't real significant difficulties, but the Lord can bring us through and the Lord has brought us through. Well, and that's what, and
1: again, this was, he just did such a good job. He, he was so sensitive to our community. He said, St. Francis is the model, you know, is that St. Francis worked and was alive in a time that were, was quote unquote unprecedented. And he engaged the world. He brought light. he, he I loved how he said, Francis went through it with a carefree spirit. Mm. And, and he encouraged the, the, our students, our graduates with that same, Freedom, that same carefree spirit that was just outstanding.
0: Yeah, it was really beautifully Franciscan how he kept going back to St. Francis. I I got emotional. Did you?
1: Yeah, I did. I just thought it was so thoughtful, so beautiful. Yeah.
0: It wasn't a. Here's my template of a graduation. No, exactly. I mean, he was a secretary of labor. Okay. (laughs) Well, the one that was one of the funny things he said,
1: he said two things. He said, one the job market has never been as good as it is now. And if that doesn't work out, the unemployment has never been so generous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad he didn't go. He could have gone farther into that, but he just kind of let that out there. Like maybe are those two connected? We're just going to move on from that. And really focused on it. Yeah, what a what a gift. So, do you know him well? I mean, he's spoken at the university before. He has. We invite. Well, actually, it was funny. He
1: he was looking for a place to give a talk. He wanted to give a talk on the feast of, of Christopher Columbus because of all of the negative things there are about Columbus right now. Yeah. And he reached out to us and said, "I would literally like to give a talk in four days. Would you willing?" <laughs> I said, "Absolutely, I yeah. would host you." But the other part of you when he spoke about that was interesting that I wasn't aware is that part of the. Uh, the Columbus Day was uh, Italian-Americans were being discriminated against. Hmm. So this was a part of a Catholic movement as well to highlight the work that Italian Italians have done historically. So he gave us a really short notice on that, and we worked it out. And yeah. just – it was funny. We went out to dinner that night after that. It was kind of cool because it was all of the security, and there was all this special secret service. Oh, really? Stuff, yeah. And we went I out did, to eat. I didn't
0: know if the Secretary of Labor got that.
1: Kind yeah, of they entourage. do. Like there was probably half a dozen black SUVs. It was it was actually pretty cool. Wow. So we went out to eat at Benigan's. Well, and that got reminds me of the scene from *Clear and Present Danger*. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a lot like that. Yeah. Except no, no missiles. Ah, well, so I mean, it was good. the first time we'd been together and all that. So um, they said, "Do you want something to drink?" I said, "Yeah." I said, I "Sure, i just water with lemon. He goes, Well, oh, I'll have a beer. It's like, change my order, <laughs> change my order. So yeah, just really delightful. And, and, and honestly, just a really significant family in American history. I and mean, the Scalia family has been such a great blessing. So it was, it was fantastic. The other thing that I thought was great. He said at the very beginning that he lives by the, the belief that there is no such thing as a short, bad speech. So
0: he said, he told <laughs> and that, everybody that, cheered. Yeah, and it was then really he, kind of awkward. He was like, it's not going to be that short. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Everyone's <laughs> cheers you. It's done, but it was just fantastic. Actually, I think if you go on our Facebook page, and my we've got the, our graduation there. So I think if you were to go to the Facebook
0: page, Francis University, I think you could just watch it there. We'll try to uh, put a link up in the comment section of our various YouTube videos. So even if you're just listening, if you want to find us on YouTube. Just search "Day That Hope. Search Bob Rice. I'm the most famous Bob Rice on YouTube, and you can find the video. Oh, so you can put it there. Okay, that's cool, because you could just link it. All right.
1: Seriously, it's worth, I mean, the speech was 13 minutes maybe. Yeah, it it wasn't too long.
0: And he did it twice, right? Yep, yep. Was one better than the other? So we split up our graduates from sciences and arts, and so we gave him an honorary doctorate in the sciences one, and then later in the afternoon, it seemed totally ingenuous, we regave him another honorary doctorate. I knew what was going on. You figured that out. I saw you? you guys laughing too as you were putting it on his neck. Like, yeah, we've already done this before. All right. It was great. Uh, but he gave the talk twice. Yep. So go take a look was at it. Was one better than the other? No, they were both excellent. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It, I think it, it was funny that the students were a little bit more engaged in the afternoon one. Maybe that's because they weren't so at 930 nine in the morning. It's
0: because they're the arts. But that could be it. The scientists, it. they're just, you know, crunching numbers. They're it pulling out their abacus. It was honestly, it
1: was, you know, so this has been a really hard year. Yes. But I told the students. Unprecedented. That, yeah, indeed. <laughs> I told the students at the end, you know, there have been a couple of great days this year. One of them was when the students arrived. And then this, yesterday, or Saturday, with their graduation, I mean, to be able to have a graduation, to have them present, to yeah. see their moms and their dads and their brothers and their sisters, and to have them walk across the stage was just that was
0: great. Well, it's easy to forget that this is your first May graduation. It is. It is. One I of mean, my buddies. You, you became president at the tail end of 2019, right? right, right. So that was after graduation. Right. And, and then uh, COVID hits, and then COVID hits. One of my buddies
1: says, uh, "Thanks for uh, getting graduation on time. You're getting the hang of this." <laughs> so
0: it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> do you think we will keep doing it outside? I enjoyed it outside tremendously. <laughs> Honestly, if uh, weather yeah, I, I know obviously.
1: yeah, I know that we're going to take a look at it. It's just there's something really wonderful about having it outside. Yeah, and we have the capability to do it, so we'll see.
0: Well, and with the weather being that beautiful, and okay. Again, if, thank stop you Stop what all you're your doing prayers. right now,
1: everyone who's listening. <laughs> stop what you're doing li- right now. Pray for the weather next graduation. <laughs> That's
0: right, and thank God for Him listening. But to But even you in, in that, place. you
1: just see the Lord's. I mean, granted, I don't. Yeah, God hears our prayers. He takes care of us. He, he, he honors that. Our graduation was supposed to be a week earlier, but we moved it. Had it been a week earlier, oh. it rained for four days straight and cold rain. I know. If If it would have been when it was originally scheduled, God, thank you so much for taking care of us. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, speaking of taking care of us, the Lord is taking care of us this summer. How? Youth conferences, adult conferences, yep. conferences galore. And uh, we'll just keep talking about it because we're so darn excited. And with about that being it. said, because of the limit,
1: uh, the yes. COVID restrictions being lifted, we can have as many people. Now, we, can,
0: we can party. Yeah, I think I just, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's wonderful. So our uh, Power and Purpose conference starts June 6th. Is that a Friday? The I don't 8th, know, first weekend of June. The first weekend of June. Uh, just show up. Just get in your car. Seriously. On a Friday afternoon. Why I mean, like you? we take walk in registrations. Why wouldn't just we? just come on out. Just it's gonna come. be amazing. We can worship the Lord, uh, celebrate Jesus, celebrate the Holy Spirit. And uh, I just cannot wait. I just can't wait. I know. I'm, I'm know. just so excited. I just can't wait. And have young people
1: at the conference and mm-hmm. that's gonna be great. I'm so looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of coming Holy Spirit this Sunday. Who's, who
1: is speaking coming Holy Spirit?
0: The, the Church
1: of Jesus Christ. But I didn't say anything about come Holy Spirit.
0: That was a bad segue, Bob. That was Bob. horrible. You do better sometimes. I know. That's a, all right. It's kind of, a, it was a long faculty come staff Holy meeting Spirit. today. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But it's over. <laughs> but I only had to sit and watch it. Cheers. Amen. Uh, it's Pentecost I this can't, uh, That's fantastic. I love Pentecost. I can't help it. I just do. I know. That's a great thing. What do you love about Pentecost, Father Dave?
1: What I love about Pentecost is we are not, so what I always go back to is when I was in Africa one time. It's going to take a lot to take me away from you. There you go. Who Who's saying that? Toto. Toto, that's right. So I was going to say Chili Mac or whatever, but that's
0: not right. <laughs> Chili know. Mac? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a weird microwave thing you'd give to your kids for Nothing a Nothing wrong with that. Um, mom the, i want some chili mac the priest was the bishop
1: was saying that he doesn't ordain his men to become priests until they've had an encounter and experience with the holy spirit that's been transformative but he says why would i ask them to do the work of jesus if they don't have the power of jesus amen and that's really what pentecost is i mean these were men and women who had seen jesus raised from the dead people raised from the dead seen him heal cripples, see him heal lepers, heard him preach the Beatitudes, yeah. seen him walk on water, and they're in the room with the doors locked hiding, right? right? And it wasn't until the Spirit comes upon them that they were ag- actually able to do and live the life that Jesus invited them to. And you know, I think that's the thing is that there's a population of, of Catholics that kind of feel the weight, I'm supposed to do this, but they don't have the power to do it. And that's that exactly sense. what Pentecost is, this continual reminder. And it's not a singular event. Pentecost is continued to be, live, and continued to be lived that allows us to actually live in the grace of Jesus.
0: And we can tap into that grace through the sacraments we've received. I think we've maybe mentioned this in the podcast before, but so often when we receive sacraments such as baptism or confirmation, you know, a sacrament that you just received once, you can kind of forget about it. I mean, we can get, you know, focused obviously on the Eucharist because we receive that grace frequently, reconciliation, you can receive that grace frequently, but because we don't keep getting baptized and because we don't keep getting confirmed, I think it's really easy to forget the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in the graces of baptism and confirmation that we just need to, we just need to call upon.
1: Yes. But Aquinas would say that we receive those graces and those graces often lay dormant. Hmm so that there has to be something that stirs them up. And that's what this Pentecost experience is, is it stirs up the grace that we receive at baptism, at confirmation, on, honestly, at Eucharist, that, that they're not as efficacious, they're not as powerful as they could be. So he would speak of this second sending or this si- silence or silent sending of the Spirit. And that is really what Pentecost, baptism in the Holy Spirit, and, and you know, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, yeah. that sense that awakens in us. He would go on, to, Aquinas would go on to say that um, one who experiences this experiences a sense of inhabitation. The God who is out there is now present to me. He's mm-hmm. not distant, but he's close. And then the other is innovation. There's something new comes about of this, um, a new love of the scriptures, a new love of the sacraments, a new power over sin, a new freedom over addiction. So this encounter experience, that's what Bishop Sam Jacobs always talks about. The spirit is to be exp- the Holy Spirit is to be experienced. It's mm. not just a theology, not just catechesis, but it's to be experienced.
0: And so what are some good ways to experience that?
1: Well, first off, like I think in my own life, it was it was having heard from a speaker that there was something available out there that I'd never really thought about. You know, I, I get, remember giving a talk in North Carolina about about the spirit of God animating in this woman, animating us, yeah. giving us the power to live this life we want to live. This woman jumps up and she goes, I've been Catholic all my life. And I wanted to say, well, actually, you haven't been Catholic all your life. You were <laughs> born a little pagan. You were baptized and became Catholic. But anyway, and she says, why have I never heard this? I think part of that is is if you're listening right now, hear this that the spirit of God wants to animate your life and wants to change your life and free you. That's number one. I think number two is asking for it. I was a 20 year old kid. Somebody had spoken something like that or similar to that to me. I was in a chapel by myself and I said, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand Pentecost and how Pentecost can become real today. I don't understand how in I believe, Matthew 3:11 it says, I've come to baptize you in the Holy spirit. I don't understand all that. But I said, if you want me to have you and your Holy Spirit and your gifts, and I want it. I can look back in my life change that day. That God right? just became present to me. He became real to me in a, in, in a new way. I always have had a relationship with the Lord, but there yeah. was something that changed that. For me, growing up was Romans 7. Why do I do things I don't want to do? And it seems like I can't do the things I want to do. Well, I just didn't have the full power that the Lord wanted me to have
0: but you've experienced it too i mean what was your experience yeah i mean i had a real profound experience when i was in high school about giving my life to the lord and of course the holy spirit's working then you know nobody can say jesus is lord except by the power of the holy spirit and so for so much of my life and awareness of the holy spirit coming through uh the scriptures coming through you know Steubenville. Like I came to I was hired to speak at a youth conference. I hadn't even heard of what a quote unquote charismatic was. And of course the first experience that you that I had of it was the externals, right? You know, there are people uh, raising their up, hands. Raising their hands, going la 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 you know, falling over. It seemed a little bit over the top, dramatic, you know, that wasn't my vibe quote unquote to speak you know i i was actually kind of turned off by that and i'm sure many listeners one feel of things a that i love similar is that i think way. we've
1: seen in some ways the renewal grow out of that a yeah. little bit which has been i think ultimately a good well, thing well
0: that's actually been one of the joys not to keep plugging it but the power and purpose conference yes. years ago it was the charismatic leaders conference and i think there was almost a oh well we have to manifest gifts in this way because that's what quote unquote charismatics do but i've always felt and and you know just continuing on my own story it was it wasn't so much the exterior gifts it was hearing somebody talk about the holy spirit as a person yes you know we talk about the holy spirit as the third person of the trinity and this idea that i had a relationship with jesus and i had a relationship with god the father but i looked at my life and i said I have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, or at least nothing I could articulate. Obviously, you can't say Jesus is Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's the Spirit that makes us say, Abba, Father. So my relationship with Jesus and the Father was coming... Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I just didn't recognize them as such. But even that becomes deeper. My
1: my suspicion is when you experience the Holy Spirit, you experience a deeper love for Jesus. Yes. You know, it's it's the road to Mace, did not our hearts burn, right? Right. So that they begin to understand in the Father as well. I mean, you've shared so beautifully, I don't know, a couple of months ago about the experience of the father that you had with your own dad and, and how that reveals the father. That's the spirit of Jesus working in you doing that.
0: I, I think the Holy spirit is far more active in our lives. I mean, it's, it's almost the nose on our face. I mean, it's the breath in our lungs, yeah, yeah. you know, it is um, it's just so present in us and animates us and being the awareness and realizing there's more. That's right, the exciting right, right, thing right, right, about right. the Holy spirit. Right. You know, the Holy spirit doesn't just fix us. The idea of being made New, yes, it just right, right. He, doesn't, he doesn't just make us
1: happier, make
0: us more peaceful. He brings us from death to life. Yes, and those things are profoundly different. And that's the gift that we celebrate at Pentecost. This idea that you know the the holy the, the apostles had the Holy Spirit to a certain level. I yeah. mean, it says in Scripture they were sent out two by two, and they were uh, casting out demons, and they were curing sicknesses. So you know they're they're not just intellectually. Christians, you know, they've got some level of the Holy Spirit working in them already. And even in John, you see that, you know, the the breath of the Holy Spirit. There's more. I think that's the beautiful thing about the celebration of Pentecost is there's more and there's always more. And it's really celebrating that. I, I believe there is a tangible grace to the liturgical celebrations that we have. And as we come into this Pentecost, ask for more. You know, you know, just say yes in a deeper way, um, you know, whether it be freedom, whether it be wisdom, whether it be strength, whatever that is, the Lord wants to equip us okay, I was just and draw us closer to, to him. A bishop. Hmm. From Iraq?
1: No. Oh, it was Bishop Fran. It was Bishop oh. Fran, who's also in the Chaldean church. Okay. Yeah. So he was talking about, he had his, uh, his visit with Holy Father and he asked him about just kind of what advice would you give me to, to grow in my spiritual life? And the Holy Father said, read Acts of the Apostles, particularly the beginning, hmm. about the coming of the Holy Spirit. He said that, that that's such a significant event. The church celebrates her birthday, interestingly, you know this, obviously, on yeah. Pentecost. yeah, Not on Easter, on Pentecost, because it's not until Pentecost that the men and the women uh, go out and actually do the things that Jesus said to do.
0: And I love, uh, m- one of my favorite things also about Pentecost is it's the first public proclamation of the resurrection. I, th- I think we can forget that the resurrection was very much a private event, People didn't know about it. Uh, you know. Some people witnessed Jesus risen, but generally speaking, the vibe in Jerusalem was probably still about how some people stole the bodies and yeah. things were happening. And isn't it beautiful that Jesus allowed Peter, the first pope, to be the one to stand up and say, let me tell you what happened everybody. You know,
1: I love that text. I love that. And the people are looking at him and they say, he must be drunk. And then it says he can't be drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning it's like, well, he could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I always like talking about that when I'm at a, a conferences or whatever and people start giggling and I like, I know whoever starts giggling knows <laughs> that they've been drunk <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning. So, all right. So, the, and this is a, a, an image that I've used before, but it's just, I think it just resonates in, in me and with other people. So I, I really love to snorkel and, okay. and, and it's so cool. So you go to wherever, Florida or the Caribbean or something like that and and, and first off, it's beautiful, the sand and the water. and the tr- It's just beautiful. But when you put a mask on your face and put your face in the water, you discover a world of, of fish and colors and plants and animals that are just... Have you ever snorkeled? No, I avoid nature. Yeah, I'm going to guess you wouldn't snorkel. It is is—it is stunning. It is so beautiful.
0: I've been to the sea at Epcot Center. Okay,
1: that's close. That's probably it's probably pretty a close. It's,
0: it's basically the same. Oh, cool. But you discover
1: this world under there that, that's existed. From since the moment it was created that's always been there you just weren't aware of it mm. and that's the way I feel about the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit begins to animate our life we discover a world of grace and a world of freedom and a world of power and a supernatural world that has always been there we just weren't able to see it we just weren't able to access it and what Pentecost with the Holy Spirit what baptism with the Holy Spirit and you mentioned charismatic I honestly I don't care at all if somebody's a quote unquote charismatic part of a renewal what I do care about is the spirit of God animating somebody's life, and and when that happens, it, it changes. It's, I mean, it really is a game changer. Yep. Right? It really is a game changer. Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. So please, as we celebrate this feast, we are praying for you, all of our listeners, to just have a new experience of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's your first profound experience. Maybe it's your thousandth, thousandth. I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit me to try speak. Try that again. Speak. Thousandth, 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 thousands, try it again. thousands. thousands, thousands, thousands.
1: Not bad, not bad. We were, and you are no. going well there, too. I was totally trending with you, and then you just crashed. <laughs> that's,
0: welcome to the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what we do. So why don't but, we just say a so prayer? No, really yeah.
1: simply, What you asked how do you do it. I would suggest everybody who's listening to the podcast in the next day or two, get 15 minutes by yourself, lock yourself in a room, closet, something like that, and just go through the first two chapters of Acts and say, Jesus, what happened there, let it happen to me. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to fall upon us wherever we are. That, you would know, that we would know your power, your freedom, your grace, your mercy, your truth, your light, your healing. Jesus, I pray for that individual who's listening, watching right now, who most needs your spirit, which would be all of us, honestly. Amen. And just fill us with your blessing and your grace this Pentecost time. We thank you for the blessings of this year, and we thank you for your faithfulness. May the Lord pour his blessings on you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen thanks Bob thanks Father Dave and thank you all for listening Uh, please continue to share your stories of hope and prayer requests to hope at franciscan.edu hope at franciscan.edu happy Pentecost happy Pentecost Bob you too Father Dave peace